listening to Weird Scenes Inside the Goldmine, your essential guide to all things wild and wonderful in the world of cult entertainment. Tonight, we're doing another one of our State of the State shows on the new and improved Third Eye Cinema Weird Scenes Network, now on Podbean. Good evening, and welcome to the second episode of the 11th season of Weird Since Inside the Goldmine, your essential guide to all things wild and wonderful in the world of cult entertainment. Dropping for a spell and join me, Doc Savage, and my co-host, Mr. Lewis Paul, as we discuss the beloved, the hated, the weird, and the wonderful world of cult film, music, television, and more. Yeah, so tonight we are doing another one of our State of the State shows. Those of you who were with us during the COVID experience <laughs> and during the unfortunate prior presidency are probably familiar with we've done several of these and it's more than just a filler we talk about things extemporized kind of like the old edi level show those of you who have heard that and if not you're not going to get a chance to hear it in our archives it's over on archive.org and if you look on several pages you can look on the edi level page on facebook and that will point you right to it otherwise you can search and look for the edi level podcast and it's there Different co-host on that one, but it's the same idea. We'll be talking societal things that bug us and where we're going as a country right now and hopefully what we can do about it. So one of the bigger topics of late, even though things are getting crazy because of the shootings and everything else that just happened in several places, was obviously this whole situation on Ukraine, which is really all about a core. Vladimir Zelensky, who used to be a comedian of all things, and is now their PM, basically, uh, their president, if you will, and his people. And we're not really talking so much the Ukrainian army as it was. But we're talking about a lot of like just everyday citizens that are getting invaded by this asshole Putin who tried to run the whole world down the toilet by influencing our elections. Obviously, he was like uh, the puppeteer of a lot of things that were going on here, from propaganda and misinformation on the Internet and television to trolls all over social media to pulling Trump's strings. You know, Trump idolized this guy just like he did with a lot of other dictators. But even more so, I mean, more so than Kim Jong-il, more so than Bolsonaro, more so than Modi. This was like his hero, this mini Mussolini with moobs. Don't understand it. I don't understand how this guy, I don't want to say got into power because Russia's dirty and they've always done a lot of backstabbing and intrigue to get where they are. He used to be a KGB agent. And he's also apparently a crime lord. So that's really bad that Russia is not only just its usual rotten communist self, but it's now crossed between a sort of weird capitalism run by the mob, more or less. So this asshole decided that he wants to pull a Hitler and reclaim the parts of Europe that used to be his, i.e. under the Iron Curtain. And he decided to start with the Ukraine. And this guy and his people, you know, he thought it was just going to be a cakewalk. It was his first step in rebuilding the Iron Curtain, just kind of like when Hitler went into the Sudetenland. And we've actually got worldwide groundswell support because of the pluck of these people. It's not just about defeating Russia. It's about these people are determined to go and save their own land. Like, no, fuck you. We're not going to have this. And in our country, the Democrats at least, and some other countries all over the place, really, a lot of countries, even Boris Johnson, who you'd think, okay, whatever, this guy's a clown and the whole thing about Brexit and everything else, is offering support and weapons and doing in-person visits to the Ukraine. While in this country, the Republicans block every measure that we put through to try to aid these people. And even a few weeks ago, Rand Paul himself forcing a huge delay and attempting to derail, or last attempt to do so. And then 
they have the balls to Republicans to go visit Zelensky too. Like, hey, we're the assholes making sure you don't get any help. Nice to meet you. Really? Well, well, <laughs> just just to stop you there. No, uh, right there, there's there's a schism in the, the Republican group. Mitch McConnell. McConnell. Yeah. Mitch McConnell and a few others do not want Trump or Trump. Uh, Trumpism. Trumpism or Trump influenced people like Paul, who's crazy anyway, and a bunch of those jerks. Uh, the the guy who was the ex uh, the ex soldier with the one eye, that senator. He's right out of Doctor Strange. Love that fuck. <laughs> um, uh, these guys are so. And then the guy uh, DeSantis from Florida, mm-hmm. who who thinks yeah, Florida is like another country. You know, pretty soon someone's gonna have to say to him, "Hey, what are you doing?" But anyway, uh, no McConnell and a few people. What happened there is they went to show this. You're right, what you said about the Republicans blocking everything because there's like you know. X amount of Republicans, you know, it's like, you know, always the, the majority vote. Yeah, the 51 Republicans. <laughs> right. But he wants to really split. He doesn't want to go back to what this was. Now, and, of course, there's a little thing going on now. They're like, well, we don't, we're tired of Mitch McConnell because, you know, he's a smart guy. Oh, he's been playing this stuff for decades. He saw, he, he saw what happened. And you could see during the, the end days, he was trying to keep his position, but he was also trying to, like, finally say enough of this crap, you know? So what they did, I, I, I kind of put a smile on my face because, like, all right, good for you. I'm glad you did that. It wasn't any of the bad boys who keep blocking crap, you know? But uh, go ahead. You, you have you have a script or something. So oh, uh, no, I'm just like, these are the thoughts that I put down because it's like, oh, God. Well, yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. Well, it's getting dark. Oh no! Another <laughs> uh, storm coming, probably. Yeah. Uh, there is. So, with that, something I wanted to add to what you said was, so, and still going on. You know, Trump had this Twitter, and he had these other accounts, and the groundswell of craziness, like Kuna, Akinon, and uh, is that how you pronounce Q-Anon it? Kuna and Bolger and all this. Okay. Who's the clown that they just got rid of? The guy in the wheelchair? Kuhnan and all the Facebook groups, uh, all these other alternative social media, where it just fed into, you know, people's racism, mm-hmm. which uh, the byproduct of that today is the shootings. Shootings, yeah. Racism, anger. Remember, there was a peaceful rally. This is during Trump's reign. He even said, oh, they were good people, even the people who ran them over and tried to shoot them and all kinds of shit. Fucking now, neo-Nazis, the tiki torches. Neo-Nazis, and yeah. Weapons. And that, oh, there's good people on that side. What? And that stuff <laughs> gave birth to the attack on the Capitol mm-hmm. when they were voting the voting count for president. And that was pretty – hey, people, never forget that happened. Mm-hmm. Do not forget that that happened. I think people, people – Kind of like put that out of their mind, you know. Oh, oh yeah. I missed that movie. That was real life. And it's going to happen again. They've already, the Republicans actually have a plan that they just dug up. They found slides for it and everything else, like PowerPoint presentations. And they got audio clips from a couple of meetings they've been having, various, like, you know, Republican think tank groups. 
and they are trying to get and train people to be quote poll watchers like poll employees literally get them in there as the guys that sit there and you know sign the book off and all that stuff and okay go over and vote in that booth and then count the votes they're ha- they're training them to go on a hotline to a bunch of lawyers so they can contest voters coming in intimidate people hiring like ex-military or whatever the hell to go and stand there with guns and crap and bust you oh wait are you a real voter are you entitled to be here are you a citizen are you you know did you already send in a ballot and then show up in person all this kind of insanity well it's in georgia because they want to hit the important spots michigan is another one all the swing states and try to make sure that there's either if the republicans can't you know scam their way into power even though the popular vote is against them which always happens or the other thing is to do like i did last time sow a lot of doubt and contention like oh wait this vote might not be legitimate and start all the same shit all over again. So as much as you say, oh yeah, McConnell and a couple of Republicans want to get away from Trump and Trumpism, that's not 100% true. All they really care about is staying in power. They right. just personally may want to get away from some of the lunacy of like a Lauren Barbert or a, a Marjorie Taylor Greene or whoever the hell else they got on that side, like the guy they just got rid of, the, the crazy kid with the wheelchair that uh, was going on about sex orgies or whatever the hell. This is oh, kind of lunatics you're dealing with. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't, I don't know. I mean, They're all crazy. I don't – not that I – this is an awkward thing to say, but when I was growing up and uh, when you were growing up, there was – People didn't allow this stuff to happen oh, no. once they found out about it, that these people, uh, senators, uh, attorneys, congressmen, treasurers, they, you know, they, 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 just stuff like, no, you're out. Yeah, you know? there was a hint of crooked. That's what Watergate and all that stuff was about. Watergate has nothing on Trump and not even just Trump, but stuff that's been going on before that under W and whatever. And yet – when they start tagging these people where they used to be immediately out of office and kind of like you're never going to run again kind of thing you have to go figure out a new career for yourself now they're like yeah no problem don't worry about it yeah this is great you get the MAGA people like ah show the man fuck you really well uh (laughs) so getting back to social media and all that stuff i was talking about earlier yeah that's kind of calmed down as far as we can tell Mm -hmm. because we don't know or have access to these Things that are on the internet, I'm sure people have joined. I'm sure they contacted each other. Hey, I found it. Come join here and we can continue our fight. I don't know what fight you're talking about. But point I'm leading toward now is the far left. Now, I'm left and alternative views, much like yourself. But the far left has gotten as bad, if not worse in some cases, as the MAGA types in the far right. What do I mean by that? Because, and I know who's to blame for this. There's there's a, a cadre of people. Tulsi Gabbard, she actually ran for a president in uh, not the last election, but the one before it, maybe, when Trump was running. And uh, she's been around for a while. And she's kind of a whack. Mm-hmm. And But she gets people to really pay attention to her. She says the craziest mind-boggling bullshit and she and she shares it and she affirms it by sharing posts that probably came from russia why the far left stuff that that i have unfortunately i have a couple of good friends uh not too many a few actually thank god not too many and some of them got some of my mutual friends got pissed at them and said don't don't send me this stuff 
and don't comment on my post what's your crazy shit in a sense because it's almost like Putin's controlling us. So what are they saying, the far left? That the whole Ukrainian war is not really Russia's fault. What? It's the U.S. is to blame. I could send you a lot of this stuff. My buddy posts it. Nobody comments. Nobody likes it. Nobody says shit anymore because it's like, oh, this is crazy. I've seen some of that stuff, but it's usually coming from right-wingers, people that know we're pretty far right. No, it's coming from the left. And, 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 it, and, it's, and it's, it's like how they used to say, well, Russia's influenced this. Russia's influenced that, you know, previous times. Now the, now the far left is influencing this stuff. And people are sharing it. Well, you know, the Ukrainians are American puppets. Wow. It's all their fault. My Somebody I know the other day posted great news. And I go in there, millions of Ukrainians burned in their warehouses, restaurant advances. I'm like, you got no comments on this. You know what? People think you're a fucking nut job. Yeah. How is that great news? I'm surprised he didn't been put into Facebook hell. Hell. You got caught a few times. I got caught for something stupid. Yeah, so it was just some dumb thing, like, you know, basically pointing out all this fascism that's going on, on the other side. But, you know, God help you, if you say certain words, then they throw you out. I noticed the Facebook, you know, algorithm, this auto bot they set up, tends yeah. to target people on the left, not people on the right. Correct. They can say all kinds of shit, and they get away with it. So it's another example of the media being skewed in their favor, despite what they always claim about, oh, left-leaning media. You know what less leading media is? If you're lucky, MSNBC. And not even there because they got fucking Morning Joe and stuff. There is no left leading media in this country anymore. There hasn't been for like 30 or 40 years. You I gotta, mean, you go back CN, to the 70s. CNN was a, a common storm compared to Fox News. Yeah, but they're still pretty right leaning. I mean, even still local stuff, you know, News 12. I mean, oh my God, these are pretty far right assholes. They're, oh, they're yeah. spreading all the propaganda theories and everything. They talk about but, things like they're real. <laughs> But the left, the, the left, the far left, are, are claiming that it's the U.S. They're, they're, what do we want in Ukraine? No. <laughs> Nothing. And they paint, oh, you, oh, here's, here's what it is. They're painting all the Ukrainian army and their government as Nazis. Oh, yeah, sure. That's what Putin's doing. That's exactly what he's telling his people. <laughs> oh, we got to go fight you know, Nazism in Ukraine. Well, horseshit. Right. So, so think about this. So we had all this trouble with Trump. And all these crazy things appearing on social media that even Trump was even surprised, I'm sure. It's like, he's my friend, you know, that fuck. But now these things are happening and they're appearing again, but they're not coming from the right, coming from the far left. And the far left knuckleheads are sharing this stuff, thinking it's true. Try to talk with them. Try to speak with them, whether it's in a comment or or something. I've seen like... Mutual friends. Okay, so this is how I noticed this happening. So I got one guy out in uh, Southern California who's pretty much like us, and you know he's he's you know along those lines into music and stuff. And so he posted something, you know how terrible it is, you know the Ukrainian war. And this guy, other guy, you know, posted a link to something on there. He's like, so the other guy goes, you don't believe this stuff, do you? So he posts another link on that comment. Yes, that's shown here. It's like, what is this, Mad Magazine? Yeah. See, I get the exact same treatment, but it's from people that I know that are on the right. So it's actually coming from both sides, apparently. It's coming from both sides, but... I thought that the quiet that we got for a bit was because they banned Trump from social media, number one. Mm. And then number two, Russia got so involved with you know trying to beat Ukraine and failing that it kind of quieted down. All the Russian bots disappeared. 
and everybody and people all over the place that being on social media of any sort, be it Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, whatever the hell they go to, has been saying, like, you know, it's kind of quiet lately. I don't see as much of this shit that I used to say, all these, like, propaganda lies. They're still out there, but they're not so much on social media, except where the people themselves are. They're all these MAGA types and people that swing this way and watch, you know, Fox News. They watch Newsmax. They watch OAN. They listen to AM talk radio. The Trumpsters, the MAGA types. But otherwise, you know, generally speaking... I think the Russian trolls kind of went away for a bit because they were so busy doing whatever the hell they're doing over the Ukraine. But now, yeah, it's starting to seep back. And I was really disturbed when old Musk there decided, number one, to go the way he always was and say, oh, I don't want to pay any taxes. He has like 0% taxes. Uh, so I'm going to go be a MAGA asshole, too, and decide I'm going to buy Twitter and I'm going to let Trump go back on, which, thank God, this thing seems to be a block that's like dead in the water. But, you know, that would really just shove us right back over the top again. we got enough problems, which we'll get to. Well, yeah, and, and, and the only good signs as far as this kind of thing, well, the, the war, we don't know. We don't know. First of all, you know, I feel for these people. So, uh, you know, I'm against this war. And for whatever the fuck reason, it's going on. But you mean to tell me in 2022, Russia can't invade as much smaller fucking inlet <laughs> yo, I, 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 I don't get it yo. It's, well, it's like we're discovering that their weapons were all outdated and it was a lot of bluster and, right, and secondly they, they're not what they used to be I mean he's trying to bring it back to that but it's a very different country now it, there was a lot more dissent allowed under, because they were trying to sort of go capitalist in the fall of the, uh, the old Russian empire and communism when the Berlin Wall fell but, you know, he's trying to rebuild it, so it's kind of... But i got to say that the media really does not cover a lot of this stuff right. We'll speak to more about the media later, but there's a major event that just recently went down, which was Finland, as well as Sweden, but more Finland was more important because it was right, right. there as right. a border, decided to reverse a long-standing course. I mean, they were not neutral and just saying, okay, we don't want to get involved. We'll just leave things be forever. And all of a sudden they said, you know what, this scares the shit out of us. And they demanded to join NATO, which you know they were very much against previously, out of fear that they would be the next on Putin's invasion menu, obviously. And for the first week, there was barely a word given to this in coverage on anybody, every major network, the syndicates, whatever. They'd rather sit there and complain about fucking gas prices and blame it on Biden, which is absurd. Because not one of these people will mention how Trump calls all this shit by palling up with Putin and dropping out of all our European alliances. He literally just pulled out of everything. He says, okay, fuck all of you. I don't want to deal with anything. He tried to make us totally isolationist and basically gave the finger to everybody that was a prior ally and then palled up with all these dictators around the world. Nobody mentions the fact that oil prices had dropped dramatically recently. But at the same time, the prices went up so high, it's higher than it was under W. I just went there today and I paid like five seventeen or five twenty two a fucking gallon. Really? Why is this? And at the same time, Biden was trying to pass something. First off, he says, you know what? I know I'm trying to put through some regulations to stop you guys from fracking and destroying our environment and making houses cave in and all the shit that was going on from people doing this. Fracking is a terrible, terrible thing. It's a bad idea. It ruins the soil. It poisons the land. People that live in the area where they do this stuff, the ground caves in under them. They actually lose entire towns this way. It poisons the water. It poisons the soil. It poisons the air. It's just a bad idea. 
Well, he says, you know what? Because of this nonsense that's going on, I'm going to go and say, all right, you know what? You guys go ahead. Here's the land that you've wanted. Take it, drill, get us back into normal. And every one of these fucking oil companies that he said that to sat back and did nothing. Nothing. They got the right to do it. They got the ability to do it. And they just said, yeah, you know what? We're making money, baby. And they raised the prices while oil prices are going down. And I was like, oh, well, we're, it's because of the Ukraine. Well, yes, in Europe. But for us, only 2%. 2%. What the fuck is that? It's like 20 cents on $100. Even comes from Russia. Whereas Europe, you're talking about people bitching on our gas prices? They're paying like 10 bucks a gallon and up. Because they are really, honestly, dependent on Russia for that shit. Mm-hmm. And yet, these scumbags over here, they don't say a word about any of this. They just keep going on about how badly Biden's polling and saying, oh, yeah, Republicans are taking over the midterms like it's a fact. Like, oh, yeah, this, this always happens. It's going to happen now. Well, you know what? It's not a fucking done deal. And these scumbags, they're just liars and shitheads. All they're doing, even if they are not owned by and bought and paid for by people like Rupert Murdoch and those rich assholes that are clearly swinging everything right just to get away with more power and not paying taxes, which really, really comes down to, and also corporations actually getting funded by our taxes. So instead of, oh, yeah, I don't want my money going to social programs to feed some uh, poor whatever the hell over there. It should be my money. We're taking that same money that you would have did that with and funding it to corporations or rich fucks. So that they can live even better and make us live even worse. Really? The point is, these news organizations are all taking that side and that stance because they want somebody like a Trump back in because it's ratings. And to say somebody's doing badly is ratings. And it's, oh, they put fear into everybody's heart that gives a shit. It's ratings. That's all they want. They want money and they want ratings. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And of course, everybody's blaming Biden, you know, the old man uh, who's like, what, just as old as Trump? Yeah, and he's there for like a year and a half now. We didn't even get to two years. What the hell did you expect? Everything he tries to pass, he had the barest margins in terms of the Congress. Like, okay, we got supposedly 50 people and, you know, Kamala Harris can swing at the 51. First off, who wants to do that where half the Congress is against you for everything? Because they say, oh, look, that's all your fault. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't even work that way because we have one Republican who doesn't want to admit he's a Republican, Joe Manchin. This guy is literally meeting with Mitch McConnell constantly, taking his directors from Mitch McConnell. He is a Republican in every respect. I don't know how he can claim to be a Democrat. He's a Trojan horse. So they've always got 51 on their side, and then you got cinema sometimes. Swinging. So often enough, they got 52 Republicans. And anything that the Democrats try to push through, and anything that Biden tries to do, they say, nope, and literally stonewall it. You never, even, even stuff like the gun control stuff, the, after the, all these gun shootings that went on, Buffalo, and Texas, Ubaldi, and Oklahoma, this thing's all happened like one day after the other recently. And what the hell are they doing? They just said, nope, we don't want to do anything, just so that they can stay in power, just so they can say, it's Biden's fault, we need more Republicans in power. Really? You don't have enough already? You didn't already skew SCOTUS in the Supreme Court? You didn't already pack every court in the country? You didn't already... I mean, it's... it's the Republicans are the minority friggin' party. There are so few Republicans in terms of votership and reality. It's ridiculous compared to people that lean left, lean progressive, or are quote-unquote in the middle. And mm-hmm. yet, what happens every election? The left is so busy fighting themselves because the progressives are pissed off that they didn't get exactly what they wanted, so I'm going to sit it out and pout. They never get energized. They never, the people that are in office, when they hear all this propaganda being skewed and stupid things being said about them and everything being mischaracterized that they do or don't do, 
they don't stand up and say anything. They just figure, eh, whatever. They'll figure it out and keep on going like nothing's going on. Well, the, the, the only energizing force that the, the Democrats or the left side ever had in the past 10 years has been one Bernie Sanders, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I love him, yeah. But. Who, who brought thousands. He didn't have to. They came out. Thousands of people filled the streets of New York City, other major cities. And and and, and the guy, God bless him, how old? Oh, and, well, yeah. uh, but the guy speaks with a fervor, mm-hmm. and a force, and he... He speaks like an everyman. Yep. And, okay, he always gets knocked out. You know why he gets knocked out? Because the Democratic Council. I hate those folks. Oh, yeah. The National Democratic Committee. Yeah, the NSA. Twice, yep. twice knocked him the fuck out of the ball, ballpark. Yep. He was so close. He was so close. And he, you know, if Bernie Sanders at least did one term, there might have been. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. People, what did they say about Bernie? Socialist, communist. Hello, what do you think has been going on during the Trump years? Neo-Nazi groups running around? Do you not know the meaning of these words? We have to arm ourselves. We have to kill those who, uh, hello. People just don't know history. People are stupid. No, they don't. They're really dumb with that. really dumb with that. So Bernie Sanders is a galvanizing force. He's still out there. He He just started making more appearances lately about a variety of things. So bless that guy. You know, he's... I was I was hoping hell you know what Obama's cool. People have yeah. issues, but I had issues that if he got pissed, you know it, yeah. And but remember, he had a supermajority for two years. He could have did. If basically, if Biden had a supermajority for two years, this would be a very different picture right, right. now. I can tell you that for a fact because it's not just theory. He's been trying to pass things that are progressive. Because why? Because Bernie Sanders is there influencing right. him. Because Elizabeth Warren is there influencing him. Because AOC is there influencing him. You know, you may not think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You may think, oh, well, he's more a moderate than whatever. Yes, that's true. He's a career politician. He's been there forever. He's made a lot of friends on the other side. That's actually why he thought he could do more, with even with the Republicans being as powerful as they are in Congress. But, you know, he wasn't counting with, didn't reckon with how tight... Mitch McConnell has a, a whiplash on, on his, his poem right. party. Even if he has to pretend to be, okay, well, we'll talk all this Trump shit and MAGA shit because that's like, you know, half of these crazies are coming in and that's a lot of our support base now has gone nuts. They're all so far to the right. So, like, okay, we'll pay some lip service and do whatever. But still, they're still shitheads and he still has a whole marching in lockstep. There is nothing that's tries to go through Congress now that doesn't have 50 votes or 51 votes against it. That says a lot. You never get that on the Democratic side. There's no such thing. I mean, it may be something like this gun control thing that Biden just tried to push through. And that failed, of course, because Republicans shot it down to a man. It's really a sad state of affairs. And we've got this fascistic Supreme Court right now, which through a combination of just people dying off, Mitch McConnell doing a flip-flop. Remember under Obama? Oh, you, you can't place the Supreme Court to justice because you're like a lame duck session. we got to leave it to the next president. And then what happens when Trump's a lame duck and we're going for the next president? He changes his mind. Oh, yeah, we can do it now. And they basically bought... Who was it? Was it? It wasn't Merrick Garland, was it? There was one of them that was like sort of hanging in this, and they said, "Ah, you know what? We'll buy you off. Get the fuck out of there and hand it off to another guy of ours." And they did. So they got three extra Supreme Court justices in there, all of whom were far right lunatics. I mean, the ones were out of the goddamn Handmaid's Tale. There, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's sad, and these people are really skewing. People don't realize how powerful the Supreme Court can be. They are really skewing with the misinterpretations of the law and the Constitution, the laws of this country. I mean, look at this leaked thing, which may have been from Jimmy Thomas to just try to get them to walk in line. Like, okay, it's leaked, so now they got to do it. This leaked thing about how they want to get rid of Roe versus Wade. I mean, really? I'm surprised after all these years that it wasn't codified into actual law. But honestly, I think that people in power never really assumed that there would be some lunatic like a Trump. They figure, okay, well, this was just kind of unofficial, but this is what presidents always have this sort of decorum and the way they behave, and Congress always votes in a certain way, and we'll never really have to repeal these things based on the judicial system. Okay, we've got judicial precedent, therefore this is going to stay, as opposed to making it into an actual law. Okay, you have the right to do what you've got to do with your own body. Then we've got these lunatics that are desperate to take it away. And, you know, that is not... It's not only not constitutional, it's not American. And yet, they don't give a shit. Because they're so far up the right's ass. I mean, look at Clarence Thomas himself. His wife is literally a MAGA activist. She's out there pushing things, trying to get these people in power that are crazier than Trump. I mean, come on. Right, right. And, this, and you're supposed to tell me that he is not influenced by his own wife? He, Goddamn, he sleeps with her. <laughs> well, maybe. But, well... Remember the, remember the Russian one they called Black Widow over the yeah, hell yeah. that was sleeping with all those guys? That was the whole thing. She slept with them, therefore they figured they have influence, undue influence over these officials and senators and whatever the hell else. So that became a big scandal a couple of years back. Well, if this guy's married to this woman, duh. Well, where, you know? Where's the governing power over the Supreme Court? You know, because, right, you brought up a very good point. There should be something somewhere saying, oh, buddy, get the fuck out. You know, you screwed up with the the Anita Hill thing. I still got it. In. And yep. you've been the, literally the black sheep of the whole the whole time. And whatever's going on there fucking is, is, yeah. is doing this crazy shit. And, you know, <laughs> there should be some governing group that says, no, you can't do it. You're not in the Supreme Court anymore because you broke the most trusted rules, you know. And that's the thing, because it's like, oh, yeah, there is no, you know, even though it's kind of against the Supreme Court's mandate, and it's whatever, again, just like the presidency thing, it's never been codified into law. It's like, oh, well, they have to decide that they should step down. <laughs> well, you know, if you're an asshole, if you're an evil guy, you ain't going to say that. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Oh, yeah, I just like, actually, what they're trying to do. Uh, I've got some anti-voter rights laws. I'm going to try to bring back Jim Crow laws. I'm going to, like, hit Loving versus Virginia and repeal gay marriage and interracial marriage, for Christ's sakes. I'm going to get rid of Roe versus Wade. You know what? I don't give a shit. I'm going to stay here. Really? I mean, the will of three-quarters of the fucking country are better. is against everything you're doing and everything you support. And you're just going to sit there? Well, I think we need somebody to say, you know what? Out, out. Out, yeah, but, you know? yeah, right, exactly, because you know you you and and you you know you mentioned uh, Barrett, whatever. Amy Coney Barrett, yeah. You know, she's psychopath, Stafford wife, psycho. You can see it in her eyes; she's nuts. And then you had the, the guy who's an alcoholic womanizer, <laughs> and an alleged alleged rapist. Yep. So how did that happen? But remember, tears. Oh, they want that supposed remorse. This country's sick. <laughs> puritanical yeah yeah but all this happened to the trump watch yep. you know it's it's and, and you knew it was going to happen you knew it was going to go forward because people like he's a good man she's <laughs> a good woman <laughs> and it's like yeah okay where you going gone to the gun store yep. black man moved into my neighborhood yeah this is what's going on yeah 
and by putting people in locally that are just as crazy as people they're putting in positions of high power, like in Congress, like in the Supreme Court, mm. they've actually got a whole bunch of red states that are ready to roll as soon as they get the okay from the Supreme Court. Like, okay, yeah, we can do this. They've got severe, severe anti-abortion laws. Like, literally, like, okay, I know somebody that said they're going to get an abortion and somebody tried to help them by taking them across state borders so they can get one done there. All you guys are fucking in jail. That's it. Really? That's KGB stuff. That's that's literally like living in communist Russia. There was a 1970s movie. Damn, I can't remember the name of it. America had a very good though. Back in the back in the day, early 70s, where American television was fucking crazy. Michael Cole from the Mod Squad starred in it. It was a blonde girl. I forgot her name. Who the actress was. And America had outlawed abortion. No, sorry. But along those lines, they had outlawed having additional children. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the family, they were a young family. The, 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 the child had died. The whole movie was literally get out of America and go to Canada where it was okay. Yep. Now, if you do that, you'd be a criminal if this goes through. Wish I could remember that movie. But keep going because I'm going I'm to look for that. Yeah, they're even trying to criminalize protest against people. Well, they maintain that their planned fascist coup last February was legitimate political discourse, quote unquote. I mean, in other words, murderous treason is fine. Remember, people got killed there. But women, minorities, gays, anybody who stands against their bullshit for freedom and the principles this country is founded on, you're criminals now. This is illegal. Really? Who does this besides fascist dictators? Who does this but pissant little tyrants that take over, you know, little small South American countries? This is not America. And yet these people are waving flags and just like Hitler, the same thing. Oh, yeah, woo, he's great for Germany. What? How do you spend those trains full of Jews then, idiot? <laughs> that, that's what it was. It was called The Last Child, 1971. Wait, check this out. In the future, overpopulation has meant that people are allowed to have only one child. And are also denied all medical care when they turn 65. Nice. And it was Janet Margolin. Yeah, but that's we're not too far away from that. Yeah, it's, yeah that's really close now. And that's what's scary. People don't realize just how close this is. We are very close to losing our democracy. We're very close to the grand experiment, as our founding fathers called it, failing utterly. And there's no reason for it. It's just populism and stupidity, the mob rule. Everything we tried to build this country to protect against, the way that the Constitution was worded was literally to protect us against having another the French Revolution with the reign of terror that followed. But there's a lot of other things going on right now. We got, we got... Oh, well, how about how they're talking white replacement theory? White replacement theory, we have... The black and black on black and Hispanic on Asian violence, which is getting out of control. That too, yeah. I mean, and this is coming through major, you know, Fox News people like Tucker Carlson. You got people that are in power in literally in Congress, like Representative Elise Stefanik, and and they're quoting from those of you who follow this stuff, you know, Southern Poverty Law Center fans and such. This is literally quoting from Julius Avola. They're pushing the 14 words, and this is not hidden anymore you know to say oh yeah well there's good people on both sides and they didn't really mean that these are wolf whistles they are that close to literally saying this out loud they are saying that out loud they're just putting in different terms they're saying the 14 words this is literally neo-nazi foundational rhetoric and this has come from mainstream politicians and supposed news pundits did you hear that nonsense about the the brown baby formula thing at the border they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want to give it to the you know, Mexicans or whatever the hell. You know, all, the, all our stuff is going over there. That's why we don't have it here. Really? You're trying to start fucking race wars everywhere? And 
you see the result. You see these people shooting up uh, the, the schools and any public event you got to go to. So you got danger of being shot up. They had one in New York City the other day that wasn't really it. It was like some sound went off that sounded like a gun. And everybody was panicking and people got trampled and everything else. Because it's happening everywhere. You can't go to a Memorial Day event. You can't go to a Tolke run. You can't go to school. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the concerts. But, but to, be, to put a point forward, though, it's these crazy, crazy where, where the casualties are off the charts mm-hmm. aren't usually, as far as the school shootings go, aren't usually some adult male 35 to 60 with an arsenal. They're fucking kids. Yeah, and it's because they buy into this stuff. They buy into the stuff. But, but the funny thing was, what's the la- it was not funny, I'm sorry. Funny in a macabre way, maybe, yeah. was that, and, and this touches upon uh, your favorite person, Marjorie Taylor, Harry Bush lady, um, <laughs> that um, she looks like it, too. Um, <clears throat> somebody should deep fake her and put it on X hamster. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, that'll be the end of her career or not. She'll be president. Um <laughs> Oh, so yeah, the, the the photographs of the of the, the young kid who killed all those people in Uvalde mm-hmm. right away because I don't know he looked a little young or maybe a little. They started putting out the thing. He's transgender. What? Did you you didn't see that? How no. could you be not? That's the thing. That? They always throw this crap out. They try to say, oh, it was Antifa. Oh, it was the left. Oh, it was what? Really? Well, no. They're Come like, on. you know, he was a transgender, disturbed person. You know, like another... Oh, that's the thing. You're McCauley. Uh, we, we don't have a gun issue. We have a mental health issue. Yeah. You shut up. Get all the Republican propaganda out of here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. literally, we've got Amy Comey Barrett herself talking about domestic supply of infants. Whoa. Hello. Domestic supply of infants? What the fuck are you talking about? That's like, oh my god. They're literally setting us up to be not only a fascist regime and a totalitarian state, a military state, but that's like serfdom and slavery. That's what they're trying to push us to. They're trying to make the everyday person so fucking poor that they're willing to do anything and basically be indentured servants, which is what serfdom is, to the rich and powerful. And there's only yo many rich and powerful. Did you know that during COVID... When everybody was fucking out of work and laid off and resigning and everything else and just stuck in their houses and hoping for the government to give us a handout just to get us by, that there were like something like 20 new billionaires every day? How the fuck is making money off of this? It's just the major corporations. COVID is still a thing. I just wanted to remind you. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It's still a thing. And and one asshole who's like the the mayor of New York, I don't know, how the fuck that guy got in? People are like, oh, God. he's black, he's going to win, he's going to help I us. I know, when he started, the guy was an ex-cop, he's a phony. He's he, he put in, he put all these people in with no experience whatsoever, and right away, the first thing that guy did, that this, the DA is drop his Trump case because he's an experience. Yeah, he's a corrupt and he wants to screw up his, And he wants to screw up his future. Anyway, back to Adams, who is screwing up every left way he may not even do a finish a full term. The guy's a complete disaster for New York City. Yep. And so what did he do? Was it earlier today or late yesterday? Ordering all New York City workers back to work. Yes, I heard that. Like, what an asshole. And like you said, the fucking COVID is still there. And why is it still here? Because everybody that got vaccinated, they didn't catch it. Or if they did catch it, 
they didn't die from it and they didn't take up hospital beds for long and all this other crap that was going down. But if you get sick, you can't go to work right. because everybody's getting sick. But the thing is, the reason it's still floating around, the reason that we still have the danger of catching it in the first place, not to keep getting boosters and whatever, is because of the fucking crazies on the Republican side. Because, right. they, oh, you can't get vaccinated because Bill Gates put some nanobots in there and he's going to control your mind and make you vote left. What the fuck? Goddamn anti-vaxxers, they were crazy. Oh, you know what? I am so sick and fucking tired of people saying... I. I, I have friends I have friends who say I ain't getting vaccinated. I have hydroglyceride disease or I have MS or I have this and that and there might be a viable case for that. But I say, Are you making this shit up or did you actually confer with your doctor? Yeah, it's all horseshit. And then they're the first ones to go try something like ivermectin, which now is giving people all kinds of like irreversible brain damage and every other damn thing. Well, like, no, I mean, I, there might be there might be a case for somebody with a really serious health issue. Yeah, no, that happens. Everybody's an exception. can't get it, but they got to do something. There's exceptions to the rule. There's got to be something out there because how long are you going to be tiptoeing through the tulips and then get slammed and like, and you still see it occasionally. I was wrong. And you mentioned about Bernie Sanders a while back, just to change it slightly. Mm. You know, I love the guy. I always, like, as soon as he came out, I was like, oh, this guy would be great for me to be president. I, was, I had a lot of hope back when I was at my old job. And, okay, yes, I was just as pissed off as everybody else about the DNC going and pushing Hillary because they thought she was a sure bet, plus she was an insider and whatever else. You know, they were friends with her. I knew that was going to be a disaster. Oh, don't, don't remind me about the Hillary thing. What a disaster that was. I knew that was going to be a disaster, and it was. I remember watch, watching the, the, the votes coming in that night. Oh, God. And I went to bed early, and it was like most of the country already went to Trump. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah, exactly. And Trump was like a joke person. Everybody was like, what the hell? Yeah. This guy never you, put get the, you put the most hated woman in America. <laughs> That's it. Because I even hated her. <laughs> I mean, you know, but she would have been a much better president than this fucking asshole being uh, Trump. But, you know, when you got somebody like that, the problem is, my wife always said this, is like, yeah, but the problem is there aren't enough people that will listen to somebody like a Sanders. He'll never get in in this country. I don't understand why you guys are so stupid, basically. And it's true, you know, because of this thing, because they don't fight back against this tag of socialism, even though technically, if you go back, what was FDR's the New Deal? Now, technically, it was a socialist program. Social, socialist program. Right? But it's not socialism like you see in the, uh, in Europe. Not that even that's so terrible comparatively, but people won't vote for but, that. Socialism works in a lot of countries, you know? Right, but people won't vote for that. They're, they're too scared by the It's closely linked to, or they think it's closely linked to, something like communism, which is a problem, something to stay the fuck away from. But because of that, it's like, well, all right, so I'll kind of deal with the fact that he's probably never going to be president. Somebody like an ALC will never be president. Whatever. Fine. It's bad enough, but whatever. So you get somebody that's ostensibly, you know, an old-timer, center, center-left, whatever the hell you want to call him, like Biden, the trick is that all of a sudden, somewhere in the middle of his campaigning, he started flipping and he started sounding more like a Sanders or like a Warren. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on? This is great. And okay, yes, he's not perfect, of course not, and he's not all the way left because you know people probably wouldn't accept him if he was. But a lot of those ideas, somebody like a Sanders being there and influencing, somebody like a Warren being there and influencing, somebody like AOC being there and influencing, the people themselves speaking up to him and trying to get him that way. 
he's actually trying to do a lot of the right stuff, but there's it's never going through because every time it hits a stone wall for Mitch McConnell and 51 Republicans, one of whom claims to be on the Democrat side, and it's kind of sick. And yet we still have this problem on the left where we are, because we are a hegemonist uh, group, I think that's the right word, we have a plurality of different types of people and different causes involved. Unlike the right, where they basically just call kind of in lockstep, which is horrible. But if you're that dopey or the, that backwards, you know, you really want a theocracy or something, which is terrifying. And against the Constitution, by the way, it's against everything American. Separation of church and state was one of the founding principles of this country. You know, then you kind of walk together like idiots. You know, if you get preached to in the pulpit and literally having Republican candidates come and stump for their election there, which happens. I've seen it. I've been to these places when I used to still try to mess around with that shit. And it's disgusting. And they're allowed to do this and still keep a tax-exempt status. I'm telling you, the first thing we need to do is you find out that they're pushing Republican politics and they're having politicians come and stump from their, their pulpits, even if they're on the left, the same shit. And that doesn't happen, but I've never seen it happen. But you're just trying to push a political agenda from a pulpit, that's it. You are no longer tax-exempt. I don't give a fuck what you are, what religion you are. That's it. You're paying taxes. And maybe we'll shut some of these sons of bitches down. Maybe we'll stop some of this nonsense, this grassroots, you know, moral minority or whatever the hell they think they are. Because a lot of this craziness is coming from there. These people are literally, and I'm seeing it too, I see it live and when you look at comments on things. These people literally think Trump is like the second coming of Christ and he's doing Jesus' will and all this crap. Like, whoa, what? Are you serious? This is a guy that wants to take us back to the Dark Ages? Wants to lock you down in some sort of a military state? This fascist thing where his party and his people, literally his cronies, that's why he kept firing everybody. He wanted everybody to literally pledge allegiance and loyalty oath to him? Who does that? Caligula? <laughs> that's not American. And you're telling me this has anything to do whatsoever with Jesus? The guy that took off his belt and whacked all the moneylenders out of the fucking temple? The, the guy was like a socialist, if not a fucking anarchist. I mean, he was totally against. You read the damn Bible if you're into this kind of stuff. He was totally against everything that the current Republican Party stands for. There is nothing in there that says Jesus about the Republican Party. There is nothing in there that says Jesus about modern Christianity. I'm sorry. Wake up, face it, smell the coffee, take a look, stop listening to your crazy preachers, <laughs> read for yourself. Read for yourself. It's in there in black and white. You're just too dumb to see it, really. And yet, the left, because we are such a plurality, we don't band together. Instead, we fight each other. Like I said before, you know, okay, the progressives decide, oh, we aren't getting our things, so we're just going to sit home and pout. These kids, like, Biden gives them 10000 bucks to help them out with their uh, college tuition and frees them up that much debt. If I had $10,000 to pay off debts from college, you'd think I would be happy as a pig and shit? Thank you, sir. But no, they're like, ah, he didn't give us 40000 so he's an asshole. I'm just going to sit home and pout. I hate this guy. Really? Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes the gifts, the gifts fuck you up. Yeah, well, they, but they were giving everybody the... The stimulus package, right? Well, that was great. That saved us. I need another one of those. I need another one, too, but then come tax time, I got fucked up. Yeah. Because, you know, I, 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 I work in New York. I live in New Jersey. Oh, that's part of your problem. You're paying two states taxes. Yeah. My father had that situation. I and know even what that's though like. I don't work in New Jersey, I live in New Jersey. It used to be, if I pay all my taxes to New York City, and of course the feds, mm-hmm. it cancel out. But no, you add those stimulus packages in. Oh, yeah, it pushes you into a higher tax bracket. Thank you. Yep, yep, that's a problem. And, and, and all these fucks that I know who are retired, sorry. 
I got a little bone to pick about that. Ooh, is it think you're wrong on Facebook? Ooh, is it think you're wrong? I've been retired for 14 years. I'm now 85, and I don't have to do that. And I'm like, hello, I just said. <laughs> yeah, if you're still actively working, and, you, and yeah, it pushed me into a higher tax bracket, and I have to pay thousands of dollars in New Jersey. But it's not Joe Biden's fault. I mean, no. thank, thank you for the money, but that's another thing that has to be figured out. It's well, like, honestly, the problem there is once again the same thing. It's because we are subsidizing the corporations yeah. that are getting away with paying zero taxes and just running offshore whenever they feel like it. We're paying everything. Yeah. We're paying everything. We're subsidizing all these people. And that's the problem. you got to stop that. And we've got to start not only the, the graduate income tax, okay, whatever, but we got to start taxing the rich. And I don't mean like, you know, Joe Blow, okay, we make uh, $200,000 a year or something. God bless you if you do. Between the two of us and we've got a nice house and whatever the hell, and we don't want to get slammed with taxes. It's not you. That's not who we're talking about. These fuckers are like people that own, literally we have right now, it's like four corporations own just about everything in the entire country, if not sometimes they're multinational. So the world, really? This is sick. We can't have that. It's bad enough that there's no competition left in media and television's all owned by the same four people and whatever the hell you're into, comic books, movies, uh, music, all the same couple of companies. But then it's everything else, food and gas and housing and lighting. And the, how the and hell? things just got worse. Did you know they just changed the retirement age? Really? Did they pass that through? It's, it's now 67. Oh, for God's sakes. I know they're threatening that. Yeah, so it's now 67. He used to be 55, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> right. So, so, <laughs> so, so much, man. Yo, so, yo, I'm still young at 61. And I was kind of looking forward to, like, you know, my health has taken a beating lately, as you know. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really want to work and commuting and blah, 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 until I'm forced to go back full time into the office. Yeah. Although a lot of people I know are just like, quitting. Yeah, that's basically it. You just give up. But now I'm like, i got to hang out for like six more years. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, can I make it? Or this might be the thing. They might they might be, oh, wait, who those mysterious they are, I have no idea. But somebody is thinking. They all die off, so you have to pay it. <laughs> we'll all die off, but the added bonus for them of the COVID uh, killing off so many Americans. Oh, yeah, because then the pension plans go out the window. All kinds of stuff they're saving on. All this stuff is saving on. And if you're currently living through different virus variants, and as I said before, COVID's still around, how many people are not going to make it to 67? And remember, you got now, this probably love this too, the older generations, they actually don't because a lot of them are bamboozled by this right-wing media. But technically, you have more life experience. You've been through things like, you know, I don't think there's any World War II veterans left anymore, but people that have been around through all kinds of stuff, Vietnam or whatever the hell, are kind of dying off. Yeah. And what we've got is people that don't know anything, don't know a world that didn't involve school shootings, living under a major recession, not depression, people that live in a sick, violent, divided world like this. And therefore, they are, of course, these are the ones, like you said, the younger ones, that are all gravitating to this insanity and say, you know what, let me go shoot up a school. I'm sick of this. I'm never going to get anywhere anyway. I'm never going to be out of debt. I don't have an apple pie in the sky to work to. Basically, we've suddenly flipped from being this land of opportunity where somebody could come here with not a hell of a lot of money, and it, you're never going to get rich. That, that was a lie, the whole Horatio Alger thing. But, you know, get enough to have a comfortable house and home and have your little yard or whatever the hell else. Get by comfortably, maybe two-car garage, whatever the hell you got, and that kind of thing. 
Nowadays, that's literally impossible with the pricing. So now the younger generation is basically stuck living off of whatever the hell their parents leave them, be it the house, be it money, be it whatever. And that's the only way you're going to get by. Well, but but the every group is aging. Every group is aging. I see people older than myself. Well, I didn't know they were older than myself. But some people, our age group aged well. Look at Mick Jagger. God bless him. Yeah. So as an example, so our our age group has aged well. Unfortunately, they're all dying off suddenly, all of a sudden at once. But mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah. But I see some people. My age group or slightly older, not by much, maybe by a few years, like they're taking care of their parents. Yeah. And they're like, my mother's 95 and she can't be in a home. Why can't she be in a home? You're screwing your what's left of your life. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, do I sound like a cold hearted prick? No, it's true. I would never no, do that. I, I went through a lot of stuff with my mom, but I, I will not do that. I can't. I will kill me. Honestly, the couple of years just trying to get my mother out of that horrible situation, which I am not going to get into on air, but you know it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it literally aged both of us badly. It put me in a lot worse health than I was in ever before. Uh, now I'm starting to pull out it slightly, but still, it took a real toll on us. And I would never do that again. I would never do that voluntarily if she wasn't in such a horrible situation. Like, again, I'm not going to get yeah, into this, but yeah. it involved a lot more than just, oh, she can't be in a home. Horse shit. But there was a lot of issues there that were really kind of out of left field. A friend of mine says, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. He's got a story that sounds like it's fiction. It's, it's that bad. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, yeah. yeah, so I totally get where you're coming from there. But also, you can't – there's no way for somebody young, unless they really get super lucky, to ever go and pay for their own future and lives anymore. It doesn't work. Wow. They're inc- Even if they seem to be getting by, they're in crushing debt that's never going to go away. We've got the first generation now we're seeing of people that literally have the second and third mortgage of their houses, and they're dying with debt. I mean, I'm what? dying with debt now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There we go. Perfect example. Well, if anybody's interested, I went to the uh, U.S. government site, and what I said is correct, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, the current full retirement age is 67 years Unbelievable. for people attaining age 62 in 2022, which means the people who will attain age 62 in 2023, does that mean they have to wait till 68? Yeah. Interesting. If you retire early, of course you can. You will get a percentage. Yeah, they cut you down radically. Yeah. And it's only about a couple of years every time. It's like, oh, well, if you do it at 65, then you get this. If you do it at 62, you get that. And if you do it at 58, then you're fucked totally. Really? <laughs> it's all a scam, basically, to make sure you die off before they have to give you anything. And all this money is not going to infrastructure. It's not going to social programs. No, no. It's not going to health care. It's not going to take care of senior citizens. It's not going to help poor people. It's all going to the fucking rich people. Somehow we create a Robin Hood in reverse thing under Reagan, and it's just gotten worse. And nobody's stopping it. If people act. If people actually investigate this stuff, you will start crying. Oh, yeah. On the U.S. government site, I, and I quote, depending on when you were born and the highest possible benefit, if you retire at age 70, you will get everything you get you are, you are expecting from Social Security, <laughs> which another 10 years, they may not even be around. That's another story. Uh-huh. Beyond all this stuff, because it's, it's really depressing. If you, if you think about it, if you look into this stuff. Yeah. When I was a kid... I didn't know. I thought Reagan was great because he gave pretty speeches that were kind of like, you know, rousing or they wrote good speeches for him and he was an actor. And 
he also somehow, through voodoo economics, they all called it, it was fake shit, by borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and living off junk bonds or whatever the hell, made the economy look fantastic. I mean, I was, at that point, you know, just working with my father and summers and shit, and socking away enough money that I could live off it, you know, being living at home still, being a teenager and shit, but, you know, that I could live off that for the rest of the year. I was making great interest. I mean, it was like 11% interest in my bank account. It was like money hand over fist and not even being a power player, you know, being out in the world of business, whatever the hell, yeah, and all that kind of shit. And then, ever since then, once Black Friday fell in 87, pfft, we've been in a, quote, recession ever since. And no, I don't care what Wall Street does, whether they go up and down and all that stuff. You look at the people, you look at interest rates in banks. It's been nothing. Look at interest rates on a CD. I've had CDs socked away for like 10 years and gotten jack shit on them. You gotta play the stock market, and good luck with that. <laughs> you know, that's really kind of a dicey thing, no matter what anybody tells you. Even if you have people doing it for you. I mean, the only thing that we've got going for us is working for all those fucking years. The money coming in, they will give you a percentage that you threw into this. It's not even a, a real pension. They don't give you a pension. It's a 401k type thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess because of the money managers they had or whatever, and now the money managers we threw the, that money at because you can roll it over into your own IRAs and such. You know, it's not fantastic by any means. But it's a lot more than, like, you know, a year's pay that I was getting back then. A lot more than a couple years' pay. So, all right, at least we've got that for some sort of a buffer. But the way the prices keep going up and everything, and the way homes have skyrocketed, and even apartments are, like, totally out of hand, you know, that money might be worth nothing by the time I get to, okay, now I'm a retirement age and I can use this. Good luck. I mean, it's really, really depressing. And honestly, we're talking about this thing before, but the gas and all that, which is terrible. And, of course, the supply chain thing and all these people, basically these people are just gouging you everywhere. Okay, we got problems with this. I had a problem with my car, and it's a Ford Mustang. We had a computer chip that just went kaputs, and everything was popping up as going wrong, and it was making the drive horrible, and it was awful. So I took it to my mechanic, and he's like, well... You know, they have to go and take this thing and send it away, and you got to wait for this guy to come around, and it takes, like, you know, many weeks or whatever. I was like, I can't be without a car for all this fucking time. you crazy? So finally, it, we waited long enough just fighting and dealing with this car being all screwed up, which is dangerous at times, for like a year, a year and a half, because it was through COVID. And finally, we got to the point where he says, you know what, I actually got the, maybe because I motivated him, who knows, maybe other people had the same problem, the license training, whatever the hell, in the machinery, to do this, as opposed to sending it out to this other guy. Still, he couldn't do it, because he's like, okay, well, we still need to get this chip, and Ford is not getting them at all, because the ones that they have on hand, mm-hmm. something they shut down a plant or something because of COVID, they weren't manufacturing for a while, the ones that they had, all these people have these goddamn F-150 trucks they're trying to push. Yeah, making all kinds of money off, but they were just parked in their lots, even the salesmen, because they didn't have the computer chip to make them run. So <laughs> whenever they saw one in the area, even though you had put in on a list and you were like, okay, well, we got this one ready, and they had one ready for me. And at one point, it took a couple months, she was more like eight months or something like that. Finally came up on the list, finally it was my turn. The guy says, okay, we're going to get this, this was to send it to us, and we'll just put it in for you as soon as we get it in a week, maybe two weeks. All of a sudden, poof, that part is gone because somebody somewhere in some dealership saw that one was available and grabbed it so they could stick it in the F-150 and make a sale. That's literally how Ford was running things. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? And I'm there's still a huge weight on these chips because they power not only the trucks but computers and all kinds of stuff. So they're creating, okay, there is that supply chain problem 
which was basically caused by COVID. And then, of course, that nonsense where the guy couldn't get through uh, the Panama Canal, I think it was, with a big boat full of shit. And he blocked it. They hit it and went sideways. So it took him, like, I don't know, a week or two to unload all this stuff, then get the boat out of the way or whatever. Okay, fine. There is a supply chain issue. But these companies are just gouging people, saying, oh, well, you know, remember, you got the supply chain. Oh, remember, you got Russia, you know, the, the war over there with Ukraine. Oh, well, you got this. Making one excuse after the other. Like, I don't know if you remember this far back, but back in the early 90s, if not the late 80s, they had this thing with a garbage scout going around New York because the unions or something wouldn't pick it up. So it just went around and around the city, and they would show it every day. Oh, look, there's the garbage scout. And they used this to negotiate so that they got enormous friggin' upgrading paychecks and kickbacks and whatever the hell else. All right, well, it sucks, but I understand that's how unions work a lot of times. So everybody else learned from this. And ever since, we've watched, I used to not have any fucking money, mind. In my first crappy, you know, office-type job, where I was making, I'll be honest with you, seven bucks a fucking hour, which is pathetic. I was making beef wellingtons for myself. I was eating veal and filet mignon and stuff like that and lobster on my own, just living here on my own with this dumpy place because it was not that far out of range. You might have had to pay, you know, five bucks or something for a piece of meat that was that good as opposed to, you know, two bucks or three bucks for a regular steak. But it wasn't that much of a difference. It was just like, okay, fine. I'm willing to spend this and I get a couple days meal out of it, especially I was by myself. And I enjoy this. I have this taste for, you know, better gustatory experiences. Well, all that shit went away over the years because the prices went up and up and up and up and up. And rather suddenly. And first it was, okay, well, you got rid of the stuff like, when I was weightlifting, I used to eat nothing but clean food. So I was always having, like, swordfish steaks and shark steaks and salmon and steak itself and whatever the hell else. That's what I ate all the time. It was, you know, good for you, built muscle, you whatever. Fine. All this stuff started going away. All of a sudden, you can't afford steak anymore. Now I'm seeing, like, you know, 12 bucks a pound for a fucking thing. You know one of the first ones to go away? Believe it or not, the shittiest thing, chopped meat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, chopped meat's the crap. But somehow that went up to, you know, whatever, 12 and 15 bucks or freaking thing. And this is years ago, so it just keeps getting worse. And I used to get like 93% or something like that. It went down again, 85 to get an 80 to now they try to push something that's like 65%. I'm like, really? It's all this fat and crap. They're trying to make it look, don't you love how they're trying to make chopped meat look healthy? Yeah, and it's, it's crap. It's 60% this and 40%, you don't know what it is. It's fat and bone and just crap. It's gristle, in. gristle, yeah. a lot of gristle. <laughs> so you know, all this stuff went away and we've spent years now living on just chicken because there's nothing we still afford because you always find it for like two bucks a pound that's gone nuts I'm never a big fan of chicken I, I eat either. it on occasion but we found things to make I definitely don't do veal anymore oh god no, no I haven't seen a veal in a decade you know you go to good Italian restaurants you see veal I got veal this scallopini mozzarella piccolata but the point is you, know, you used to be able to eat all these things if you just spent like a little bit extra it wasn't that much it wasn't yeah, dramatic you, you could afford it back then is the point somebody making seven bucks an hour could afford the shit anybody can <laughs> and so now it's just I can't do anything so we have like basically we're down to like what the hell are we going to eat tonight and it's actually become our problem because we never know what the hell we're going to eat mm-hmm. and it's like well do we just go fucking eat out it's the same difference and, and it's very close to it you might as well eat out as opposed to eating home but the problem is you got one night's food and it's all shit so you're getting fat and you're getting sickly and whatever they've actually done this to everybody just out of greed that's all it comes down to corporate greed well and a lot of things came out of it like so Grubhub which was this oh yeah minor minor mm. thing you know it was like this food delivery service you know like that existed that yeah okay whatever but because of COVID Mm-hmm. 
and during the severity of COVID, and now during now, even now, a lot, a lot of places are just not well staffed and prices have gone crazy. You yep. go, you couldn't order from your favorite restaurant anymore. You go to their website or you call them up to say, now you got to go to Grubhub, yep. which charges your fee and then adds on an, a, what you have to find. It's kind of harder on the website. You can tweet the tip allegedly for the driver. Mm-hmm. But then the prices are different from when you go to the restaurant. Yes. I think it was $14 is now seventeen ninety nine. Yeah. And literally I found out that when we go to some of these places, like just say something like Jersey Mike's or whatever, uh, they're charging enough crazy money for what you get inside the store, like 16, 18 bucks for a fucking sandwich. Right, right. But if you go online where you have to order through Grubhub or uh, what's the other one that they use all the time, uh, DoorDash or whatever the hell. DoorDash. Yeah. All of a sudden, those prices say nineteen dollars. You know, twenty. There's like an extra three to five dollars on everything you get, just because they know they're going to get kickback from those guys, and that doesn't include your tip. And now they hit the booze market. Yep. So, so what does what does Lewis mean by that? Well, you know, we're famous for this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, serious. So I've gone in, and lately, it's hard to find Smirnoff. It's hard to find this brand. So I ask, and they go, yeah, we're expecting a delivery. You know, lately we can't get the stuff like we used to. It's just another with the chain, the chain shortage. And, uh, you know, ships, you know, doesn't get whatever fuck it's paying from the trucks. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, so now Drizzly appears out of nowhere. So Drizzly in, this, in the Northeast, at least, is a service for booze. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. So you go on to Drizzly. And, uh, you know, everybody wants you to do an app now. Even your credit cards that you're paying off, they want pay it through the app. How many apps can I put on my fucking phone? <laughs> That's true. You know, I don't want to be – I want to call somebody. I'm looking through five pages of apps. Every know? store wants an app. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, back to Drizzly. I tried them twice. And the first time, I was like, okay, that's a good price. I said, we found a place near you, and the price was this. I said, okay, that's a good price. You know, and your drizzly charge is five bucks. I'm like, oh, it's like a tip. Right? I don't have to walk over there because it's not really that close after all. Mm-hmm. Guy shows up with a bike with some bottles of booze in the, on, in, you know, in his backpack. I'm like, dude, that's got to be bad for your back. I know it's heavy. So I buy like 175 gallon, you know. Yeah. And I go and check my receipt in the app. I say, I'm writing to drizzly. Why is there another eight dollars on there? I wouldn't have agreed to this if they, you know. Yeah, and they come and 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 then they come back. We hope you enjoy your order. <laughs> like, Why is there another eight dollars? I, I I would have said fuck it, no, you know? Yeah. So I ordered the second time and I ordered uh, two cheaper items, and it was like there were six dollars additional. And I wrote to them and they never responded. And I'm like, I'm never using you again. <clears throat> anyway, I was my minor bitch about Drizzly. So yo, between Drizzly and Grubhub, which they're very smart. They took advantage of this need. You can't go out. You need booze. You can't go out. You need food. You want to eat. You want to have dinner brought to you from your favorite restaurant. So you want to try a restaurant you can't get to, but apparently they're cooking the food. But then there's just surcharges. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything, everything's everything got up. Movie theaters have got up. I've only oh, yeah. been to very few films during this time, this, time, this pandemic time earlier. And I remember. Very few. And I remember when movies were uh, three bucks and less. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time ago. No, yeah, but, was. You know, uh, twelve maybe or something like that. And and now it's like everything's. Oh, they're up to like twenty bucks and stuff. They're twenty bucks now. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. That's just yep. much money. 
And don't forget, only a couple of years back, well, okay, maybe it's more than a couple of years, but it wasn't that long ago, the place I was just to talk about down by you, where we go there and see the movies for a buck. I mean, it has a second-run theater, but still. Oh, that was in Union City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you went to see a real movie, you were paying like six and seven bucks a pop in that time. I remember seeing a lot of Bond films that way. It's at various theaters. And they were like real theaters. So, okay, well, you go in there and pay seven bucks. Like, geez, this is a little pricey for a couple of people to go see this. Plus, you know, if you're going to not just sneak in shit and you're going to get their popcorn or the hell, that's a lot of money. Well, now you're paying 20 bucks a pop just to go see some crappy Marvel movie or something? No thanks. Put it on streaming for free. Thank you. And I've been waiting for it. Like, I really want to see that new Doctor Strange. I was like, well, when's it coming to streaming? When it's on my free counts. You know, one of the ones that I pay like a minimum for, like five bucks and less. We'll put oh, it on there. Come, it's, it'll probably come with Disney. Yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that freaking thing. Yeah, well, hopefully you can find a deal like we did. Like I said, we got it for a limited time, but it's like, it's cheap. But you know what happens to me is um, if something's very popular, yeah. the, 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 the app. You know, it just cl- collapses. <laughs> yeah. uh, when when Peacemaker first came out, and I was like really digging it. You know, I watched you know one a night. Mm-hmm. By episode four, it kept freezing. And I remember when uh, Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. You know, when that first went to streaming, because I did miss it in the theater. I said, Oh, I really want to see this. It's on HBO Max. Okay. <laughs> it crashed on me three times. I had to reboot my cable. So I was watching uh, Stranger Things, which uh, just the other day just went to Netflix. First episode, a whole fucking cable crash. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because everybody's watching it. Then I, you know, I wake up the next day. Netflix has their biggest numbers ever with Stranger Things. I'm like, yeah, if you can get your cable back up, you know, because so many people are watching it, it's, they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. anyway, you know, we're bitching about everything today. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, we talk about a lot of really bad shit that, for the most part, is just straight down directly attributable to the Republicans. And at least the modern Republicans. I know once upon a time they used to just be conservatives. And I had my issues. Like, my father was a conservative, and he considered himself a Republican for many years. And we used to have debates, political debates, and whatever the hell else. And, you know, sometimes we go tooth and nail. But that's normal discourse. That's normal politics. That doesn't exist anymore. And it certainly doesn't exist on the right. And like I said, they walk in lockstep and let all the lunatics run the asylum. It's not, it's not even not right. It's actually against everything. I mean, they're, they're basically going to destroy us all if they're allowed to get any more power. And yet, where the hell is the left through all this stuff? I mentioned about the divisiveness between, does anybody bother to get up and vote these pricks out? Because for all their apathy, there's a huge voter base. I mean, it's, okay, yeah, it's not that big comparatively. But when you're seeing that, the people that vote people in and out every election that comes around is something like 11% turnout. Well, probably like 9% of that 11% that voted is this tight voter base of highly politicized religious fanatics. I've literally seen nuns, priests, and old farts who are going to die off soon anyway. They're that old. Going out there and voting for things that demand control over younger generations who's going to suffer under those policies long after they're gone. I mean, this is crazy, like, agitprop shit, like we were talking about. Taking away your right to have a gay marriage, taking away your right to control your own body and have an abortion or whatever the hell you want to do. Or even birth control. I mean, are you kidding me? What the fuck are you going to do? I ain't going to have no fucking kid. But they're going to make that illegal now? Matter of fact, they're trying to take away interracial marriage that would come next. With this whole loving Virginia, all this stuff they're trying to go after. They're trying to take away anything that's a basic human right just to go and fuck you up. There's no reason for it. It's just like a power game. And to appease people that are really that crazy, these people that are religious lunatics, like worse than Puritans, witch burnings, is that kind of level. 
And at the same time, they're going around yelling about, oh, ABC, NBC, CBS, all the majors, and all oh, they're radical left. They always go radical left. But like I said before, this, everything's got such a right-wing bias to it. How could you even claim they're moderate left? They're not even neutral. So it's really bad things. I mean, we need people to stand up and be the resistance. And you can't just do it by going and doing your little marches in the street and crap because they just turn it against. First off, like you said before, nobody cares anymore. It's not like in the days when a politician can be found out and disgraced for something that he did wrong, even if it's just commiserating and having a sexual relationship with somebody that might have influence on him with, with his policies. Even if it's a goose. Even if it's a goose. It's bad news. And this used to ruin people. Nobody cares now. People marching in the streets. Yeah, okay, it brings awareness, but nobody cares. Does it translate to anything in the voting booth? No. That's the problem. The only thing we really have that's practical at the moment is, okay, yes, you can use that to get your own base fired up. You can use that to get your own base out there. But the other side don't want to hear it. They're literally holding their ears and going, me, 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 me. So the only thing that can still get done legally and that won't be used against you is, oh, look at these terrible leftists. They, they demonize you. They flip things. You don't even have to do anything bad. They will flip it and make it look like you were the enemy. The only thing you still got left is the vote. And you don't want to do it? You're going to sit back there and say, yeah, you know, this guy that's trying to fuck us all over, we'll, we'll let them in because I didn't get everything I wanted from my side. Are you stupid? Those who are not against us are for us. If you want something out of Jesus' mouth, for Christ's sake, that literally is a Bible verse. He said that. Those who are not against us are for us. Let them be there. That's the thing. You've got to go and support those who at least aren't going to harm you. At first, it's like the doctor's motto, at least harm none. You know, that if you can't help them, if you can't heal it, at least don't hurt them. You know, that's the same thing. And honestly, like I said before, people like Biden are actually being swung by the progressives. So those of you that are on our side, you'll wake up. This, okay, yeah, it's not Sanders in office. I would love to have Sanders in office. It's not AOC in office. I would love to have her in office. But still, a lot of their policies, a lot of their ideas are going to come through, at least in part. The man has been trying to get these things through, and every time, cock blocked by the Republicans. 51 senators saying no. That's a problem. And can you imagine if these news things with the doom and gloom, oh, yes, they're probably going to have a big takeover in the midterms. Oh, yeah, it always happens. Can you imagine if that happened, if they actually got more people in there, more power? Can you imagine if they got another president that thinks like them? Holy shit. That's it. This country's gone. It's no longer a joke. It's no longer a metaphor. And we're coming to a wrap on this because I think after 80 minutes of listening to this, I, don't think, <laughs> I think that's that's about the threshold for a lot of people. We are both admittedly... Not a certain way. I didn't mean that way. But, you know, <laughs> we tend to not be leaning toward the right. But don't we understand certain things? And if that wasn't quite clear during the joking parts of this, you know, yeah, we, we understand. People come from two sides. There's two sides to every story. But yeah. if, as you so well put it much earlier, much earlier, if there was, you know, a conservative voice who actually was a conservative voice of reason, you know, and people... Yeah. I'd even settle for a woman off Buckley, somebody like that. Okay, fine. Somebody that made fucking sense. Yes. Instead of a psychopath. Right. And that's that's what it's badly missing. And this is what causes the schism, the separation that exists has it had it amplified during the Trump years, exists today, and we hope gets better somehow, some way, some way, is the divide, Mm -hmm. this division where it never should have been us versus them. It no. never was that way. It used to be. It never was that way. It started with the Tea Party, and it just got worse, and it really kind of came out amplified 
with Trump. Because everybody thought it's okay. Look at this. He's a crazy fuck. I don't care. He's not a politician. I know he's an entertainer. He's great. The man almost destroyed yeah. America. It's just like my wife was about reality TV. It's allowed people, it's enabled them to sit back and say, hey, these people behave like complete assholes. They're total shitheads to everybody. They don't care about anybody but themselves. They're foul mouthed. They're obnoxious. But yeah, they get away with it. And not only that, but they get famous. They get endorsements. They get on TV. People care about what they say. Why don't I do that too? And that's it. Everybody's just kind of, they drop their pants and let the dangle hang out. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to go walk in your house and vomit on your floor and steal your shit. And it's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's not just a matter of decorum. I've lived here all my life. Once upon a time, people that know me know this, I always consider myself very European by comparison to people around me. But after 25 years of a Canadian wife, I discovered that I'm very American in what I feel are the good senses. I'm bold. I take charge of a situation. I deal with it rather than just sitting around discussing it and getting consensus approval, which always struck me as a major failing of the Japanese and actually brings Neville Chamberlain to mind, if you get the metaphor there. I'm optimistic at core, even though I sound dark and cynical, that through standing firm and fighting evildoers, we're going to win the day somehow. And always speaking out what I know to be truth, despite the hazards of always going against what turn out to be the vindictive masses. I don't go with mass opinions almost ever. Anybody that knows me or knows any of my sites or listens to this podcast knows that. And that's not me trying to be contrarian. It's not me trying to be an edgelord or something. That's how I honestly feel about things. I am honest, like me or not. What I say is what I feel to be true. And I'm standing in the face of anybody on either side saying anything about it because I believe it's true. And I'm going to stand up and do that. All that said, I never understood my fellow Americans, especially those who think, act, and worst of all, enable via voting, propaganda, dissemination, or tacit support of our now borderline dictatorship enacting version of what in England would be the Tories. There's no argument that convinced me that those people are anything but off in their heads. It's so gullible to believe all this shit that they become quite literally a cult of death and hatred. This is not the Republican Party that my father was part of. This is something else. It is a cult. It's a cult of MAGA. It's sick. How can you support hurting other people, stripping away people's rights and regulations that we have in place for years that are supposed to protect us from corporate malfeasance, industrial malfeasance, and authority figure-based attacks on our freedoms and well-being? I mean, unfettered greed and a stoked fear of the other, whoever that is today, be it another nation, another race, another gender, another orientation, hell, even a different generation, oh, these kids nowadays, are actively aiding those who want to bring this nation low. People like Russia, for example, they're using agent provocateurs whose dirty tricks are allowing a minority takeover to flout the will of the majority who oppose them. And that majority is defanged by attacking its own, like I mentioned. Moderates versus progressive. Identity politics with its cheap and often meaningless iconic victories. Okay, they're cute, but they don't mean a lot. They distract us from the real issues and our collective enemies, which are the rich and corporate. We've got to change this shit. And there's a lot of apathy because of all this stuff. One way or the other, one side or the other, all this is coming together and leading to apathy. Always. These right-wing people, even if there's only a couple of them out there, they always run the vote and they always support their people. No matter what time it is, no matter how many elections you put in a year, no matter what the weather is like, they're out there voting. Our side stays home and complains. How the fuck can anyone explain the situation to any rational human being? There's no reason involved. I mean, you might as well start doing that creepy mob chant. U.S.A. U.S.A. As the barbarians storm our gates while we destroy ourselves from within. Funded and propagandized by Russian and Chinese communist dictatorships. You didn't think this was just like rich guys steering American politics towards fascism and collapse, did you? I mean... It's a bad situation, and the only thing that we can do that's within the law that won't fuck us in the end 
is to get out there and vote. And I mean, I don't care how you stand, vote straight blue, up and down, because that's the only thing that's going to get rid of these fucking crazy Republicans. Maybe someday another more rational conservative wing will reappear. And, of course, we'll deal with them. You know, I'm not a huge fan of someone like a Mitt Romney. All right, fine. But they're filled with crazies. And even people that you think used to be rational, like people say Lindsey Graham wasn't so bad before. Pfft. Now he's like a friggin' Trump-worshipping scumbag. He's licking the guy's boots and pushing crazy shit. These are not people you want in positions of power. I don't care who the candidate is. If they're blue, vote for it. Don't bother with third parties. They never work. I like a lot of third-party people. Don't get me wrong, but they never get into power. That vote that you cast is basically throwing the garbage and giving another vote effectively to the Republicans, and they are a death cult. we got to stop it. Uh, <laughs> That's your take. <laughs> That's the problem. This is never going to end. This is we're we're, we're going to probably have another one of these. <laughs> yeah. We're going to probably have another one of these in a couple of months after oh, uh, it <laughs> blows up something. Right yeah, now, the crazy fuckers with guns. We got to stop that. But we got to stop that. And like I said, they, the Democrats tried to put a bill through that would have done that. It would have not necessarily take all of these guns off the streets, not going after hunting the rifles and shotguns, stuff like that, not even going against people like, okay, I need a handgun to protect my house kind of a thing. All right, you know, they're not touching that. They're touching crazy people. They're saying, if you have a history of being, or a criminal history or whatever the hell, no, you can't have it. And other people, they're putting a bigger waiting period on it. They're trying to look well, into you, you, make sure you're okay. But, but look, the reality is, look at the reality. The reality is you can go to Bumfuck, Iowa, yeah. Walk into a grocery store, 7 Eleven, and buy a gun. People sell stuff out of the back of their trunks, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, if you go so, you know, all the huff and puff till they blow somebody's houses down or blow somebody's wife or husband. It's, it's just, yeah, this is all hot air on all the sides because they know nothing's going to happen. What they have to do is talk security. Now, everybody, but you had a police force that didn't enter there? What's going on with that? Yeah, right. That's very well-known fact at this point in time. They didn't know what to do, so they just didn't go. Not only that, they've got, these are police that got other police protection because the parents are pissed off with them, justifiably so, yeah. and they're scared. They were scared of the shooter, what they were trained to take down, didn't do anything, and now they're scared of the parents of the kids that got killed because of them? Yeah. Because the parents are rightfully pissed. Of course. But that's the problem. Who the hell? I'm a cop. I'm going to get police protection. What? <laughs> I'm a police force, and we're going to get police protection. I, I, I know that it's a problem. Voting out the other side and voting for your side is, is a good and strong and valued way to make something. It's just that there's so much apathy. That's the problem. And in, in, in the Democrat, especially the Democratic side. And you, you touched upon something very true that. Even though there might be less Republicans in, in the number of people, they vote for their own. They vote for their own. They always turn out numbers. They always voice first in the support. Look at the rallies. But the 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 Democrats don't have it. It's just general apathy. Yep. You know, and, and it's like okay, whatever. All right, man. <laughs> oh, he didn't win. They're like you know the the. the the democratic society has become like a stoner culture. Yeah. For, for lack of a better, uh, 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 help me out with somewhere I'm looking for, for. Almost like sleeping while Rome burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Kublai Khan, you know, you're all stoned and like, eh, okay. Yeah, it's like, that's okay. Oh, this guy's stoned. Yeah, we're going to put him on trial. No, you should arrest them. Yep. You should arrest them. 
You don't put them on trial and say, please come to court while we ask you why you attacked the Capitol and almost tried to kill people. Yeah. We arrest your fucking ass and put you into jail. And then remember, it's just a commission. So in the end, they can only make suggestions. Right. And they figure, all right, you know, I don't care what it says. We're just going to throw it in the garbage anyway. We just do everything half-assed. We just do yeah. everything half-assed. And that's yeah. why people are not behind. You need a strong something. Well, anyway, that was our yeah. take. Uh, we need more regulations. What is in regulation with teeth? Because saying you need a strong something is kind of playing right into the Trump crowd. Like, oh, we need an autocrat. You know, something that's strong. No, no, it's not what we need at all. <laughs> uh, anything but. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that was our, uh, our show. Sadly, there are no answers other than just to get the hell out there and vote these fuckers out. Every level, just get them out. And let's see if we can make some changes because you know, changes are trying to be made. It's not like nothing's happening like back under, I know you praised them before, but under Obama when nothing happened. Things are trying to happen, but we've got 51 people just making sure it doesn't. And that's a problem. And we've got a Supreme Court that's very dangerous right now. You know, what we can do about that, I don't know. We'll figure that out along the way. But something's got to be done. So make sure, no matter what, you get out there and vote. That's the biggest takeaway from all this. And hopefully somehow we'll get through it. Because, again, like I said, I'm proud to be American. America is the country where we make things happen. When other countries sit around and debate and fall apart and in comes the troops with Putin or Hitler or whoever the hell else, we are always the guys that say, bullshit and stand up and fight them to a man. We're the guys that make things happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like what's going on in Ukraine now. Okay, you're going to come in and invade my place? Fuck you. So Joe Blow down the street and your neighbor get up there and you, know, you pull out whatever the hell you got, your shotgun or your baseball bat or whatever, and say, nope, no further than this, buddy. That's being American to me. Not this bullshit. So get out there and get people in that are going to do something for you and vulnerable among us, be it the poor, be it the old, be it our kids, be it whatever. Stop this nonsense. The corporate and rich do not need any more of fucking money. They need to start giving it back to us. We need to take this Robin Hood in reverse thing and turn it right upside down. And fuck Elon Musk. You're making me feel patriotic, man. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's you know, we just passed Memorial Day. I'm all for waving the flag. I'm just not for waving their flag, these assholes that are running things right now. I don't mean Biden. I don't mean the 49 Democrats we got. I mean the people who are really running the show, which is sadly still Trump's crowd. So we got to get rid of these people. You make me want to see Top Gun, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a trailer for them. I'm like, God damn, Tom Cruise still looks the same. This is weird. <laughs> God bless that fuck. He's going to be yeah. 60 in a couple of months. Yeah. All right. Looks good. Awesome. Did you see a trailer for the next Mission Impossible 7? Yes, I did. It reminded me of uh, the one that I love so much, which I think was 5. Yeah. It remind, yeah. Well, I like 6 a lot, uh, which I, I think you were a little hit and miss on. But well, um, Yeah. Hit and miss. Is it. It's not as bad as some of the older ones. were like, oh, boy. <laughs> no, I know you like 5. It looks a lot like 5. And it does. He's running again. That guy can run. Just a lot of sand, because I see them be sitting, I guess they're sitting in the desert or something. It looks like that. Lawrence of Arabia. It yes. Like, <laughs> it looks like they put, well, you know, uh, what is it, Paramount? Pissed, because, you know, he wants to make both of them back-to-back, -back, seven and eight, which yeah. makes sense. He's getting older, you know. Yeah. And and the budget's like $500 million already. Okay. Because of COVID, they had to keep shooting down, yeah, you know, sure. shutting down for a couple of weeks. I, I get, and he's very... Very protective of his of his crew. Sure. He even yelled at them. Remember? I remember famously? that was famous. And people were like, "Oh, look, he's young." No, he was young because he's concerned about their safety and health, and everybody's safe yeah. and health, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are like, "Oh, Tom Cruise is a dick." No, he's, he's not. not a dick. It was. I applauded him for that. It's a two hundred million dollar movie, 
And you, you're not wearing your mask. <laughs> How many people can possibly get sick? Yeah. Of course he's pissed. Exactly. So. Yeah, I want to see that too. But yeah, I keep watching that trailer so often. Like, I can't wait to see this thing. Put it out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, me being in a physical movie theater again, I don't know. I, I, I'm leery about that anyway, just because COVID and monkeypox and all shit keeps going around. But well, just the pricing too. Yeah, I mean, just, just make sure you get a big enough TV. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got 65. And, oh, it's, uh... it's not quite a movie screen. There is something special about going to the movies, but like I said, not in this environment right now, for me anyway. No, yeah, there's just something special. Uh, mm-hmm. I, went, I remember I went with my, my friend to see Dune and Clifton, and he said, oh, it was like triple IMAX, blah, blah, blah. And it just looked like average. And the sound was ear-shattering. I'm like, dude, this is really fucking loud. It's not even mixed well because we're in New Jersey. You know, Manhattan would be different. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, it looks really good, but it's so loud. Uh, you know, a lot of those Lucas ones, like uh, I don't know if it's the original Dolby Surround or whatever, they don't, the sound's not that great. It's as Everyone's like, oh, this is so great. Well, because it's, because it's Atmos now. They're using Dolby Atmos. Okay. Which is the newest, the newest Dolby thing? It's Atmos, which is like turn it to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I thought ten was the limit. Turn it to twelve. You know, like Spinal Tap. Turn it to eleven. Yeah, I've been to theaters where it's like, they're practically whispering. Like, what the fuck did they say? And all of a sudden, explosion comes. Around. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's bad mixing. Yes, it's it bad is. Bad mixing. You could tell if you're watching something on uh, even DVD, Blu-ray, even Netflix or whatever. You have, mm-hmm. um, you're watching a film. It tends to be maybe later at night. You're watching a particular movie, and you know, it's like, damn, I can't really hear the dialogue. Then when something blows up, you're like, oh shit. It constantly happens. You know, we're sitting at like 11 o'clock at night or wherever the hell, and you're watching something, and you know, it's like I said, you can barely hear it. Like, what the hell? Turn that up. And then some explosion or a fight comes up, and oh my god, turn that down. The bass is rocking the house. Yeah, we're gonna be yeah. complaining about movie theaters next. <laughs> movie going experience. Hey, it's lighter hearted than the rest of it, but what are you going to do? That's the situation we're in, unfortunately. All right, thank you all for listening. We're going to return next with... Are we doing Polanski or are we doing the Satanic Peril one? Whichever one you want to do. They both sound fun. Uh, let's do Polanski. He's smaller. That's what I was thinking. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, right. That's true. He is kind of uh, height challenged. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we will do the films of Roman Polanski. Thanks for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed our little drawing room chat on the sad state of affairs lately. The next time we'll be talking the films of Roman Polanski. If you'd like to contact us here, comments, suggestions, or you're a filmmaker musician who'd like to join us in the air, drop us a line on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash weirdscenes1, or our website weirdscenes1.wordpress.com. We're also on Twitter at weirdscenes1, and of course we're on thirdeyescinema.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes. Just look up uh, Third Eye Cinema Weird Scenes inside the Goldmine podcast. If you're particular, the ID is 5534020044. We're also on Spotify. And Amazon Podcasts. Like I said, just look us up on your Third Eye Cinema Weird Scenes Inside the Goldmine podcast. Weird Scenes Inside the Goldmine brought to you by the new and improved Third Eye Cinema Weird Scenes Network, now on Podbean. So uh, I presume you have nothing left to say after all that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you all. Thank you all for listening. God bless America. Yes. Uh, God bless America. <laughs> and let's hope that we can bring it back to being the country it's supposed to be instead of the way it's going. So uh, take care and remember to vote. Yes. 
Are we voting for something? Yes. <laughs> That's coming soon. You know. Oh, okay. I actually got something just recently for voting because there's so many different votes during the year. I got a local one too, and it didn't say what it was for. I'm like, why am I registered? <laughs> <laughs> this year is going to be the primaries, and then of course we're going to be heading into the midterms of this year. Yeah, I know, scary. <laughs> scary for more uh, reasons than one. So. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your summer. Take care, everybody. at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Tune in to Third Eye Cinema, your source for in-depth discussion of cult cinema with a focus on film that matters. Cult, grindhouse, drive-in, independent, and underground film from the dawn of the talkies through the early 90s. This is a forum where we explore genre film and music from around the world, in-depth conversation and career analysis with directors, actors, and musicians, and open discussion on films that matter, those that fall outside the mainstream corporate film by boardroom committee. These are the problems of the auteur, the visionary, the dreamer, the outsider. None of that direct that passes for mainstream film these days. This is all about the glory days of independent cinema from all over the world. Any of the hotbeds of obscure, oddball, or generally wild cinema available on DVD from the dawn of the medium to this very day. Join us as we delve deep into the cinematic netherworld here on Third Eye Cinema. Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Big Papa Online Network on Blog Talk Radio. What is At Eye Level? A reductio ad absurdum look at the headlines politics to pop culture, from the corporate to the individual. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, we take a not-so-serious look at the serious issues of the day. Whether it's politics, economics, social issues, music, or old movies and TV shows, we discuss everything the corporate media overlooks while making you laugh at the absurdity of it all. Hell, you gotta have a sense of humor about life. Just look at the headlines. So join me, Matt G. And me, Doc Savage. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern as we navigate the sea of trolls, talking points, and trickery. And try to figure out a way to be there when tomorrow comes. At eye level, bringing more to you. Only on the Big Papa Network, on Blog Talk Radio.
Join us on Tuesday nights at 6.30 Eastern for an exploration of the many roads and methods which promise to lead us to the ultimate answer, a higher purpose, the meaning of life. I'm just like a lot of you, a middle-aged mom with piles of laundry and a meditation practice. I've been down many roads to get where I am today, and my journey is far from finished. But I'd like to share my experience and hard-earned wisdom with you. So what is it about women and spirituality? It seems like we're always the first to try out something new. Christianity was spread in large part by wealthy women. And where would Uncle Al be without a scarlet women? Who is by and far the largest audience of new age alternative spirituality? What is it about us that always has us seeking? And why does it always seem that men tend to take over what we discover? Join us for a dialogue between two long-lost friends representing both the yin and yang aspects of the whole, each of whom have traveled multifarious paths all across the spectrum of spirituality, the dark side and the light, from the organized to the out of the way. This show is for all those frustrated in their quest who've been through various stops on the spectrum of spirituality and found them ultimately unfulfilling. Join us for some hard-earned lessons and thoughts on potential new directions and possible value in what inevitably fails in organized practice, but which may have some merit to the solo practitioner, fellow seekers of truth, in this journey towards life. Moving towards life. Lessons in life and spirituality from an unconventional seeker. Bringing more to you, only here on the Big Papa Online Network. On Blog Talk Radio. Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Join us for Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine, your essential guide to all things wild and wonderful in the world of cult entertainment. Drop in for a spell with Doc Savage, Lois Paul, myself. Discuss the beloved, the hated, the weird, and the wonderful world of cult film, music, television, and more. We'll be covering classic films, shows, musicians, and literature of the past, with an eye towards what new visions may still arise from the soullessly derivative mire of our modern age. Tune in turn on and take a step outside the mainstream as we dig deep into the rich vein of cult cinema, music, and television right here on Weird Seats Inside the Gold Mine. Only here on the Big Papa Online Network on Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. Hello. So how are you doing, sir? All right. It's uh, hot in my apartment, of course, and it's not really hot outside. It's just humid. No, it's humid as hell today. God. I was surprised since the temperature dropped so much yesterday. I was like, oh, this will be nice. Went out there this morning. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I went out around uh, noon, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. But this this air conditioner, well, both of them are, well, so that's their lifespan, right? Thank God refrigerators last longer. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. There's, you know, I can't really take it out because I really have nobody nearby. You need two people. This is like one of those big monster ones. Yeah. The one in the living room. And uh, I mean, the one in the bedroom is doable. It's big, too, but it's not as bad as this. But that being said, no, I can't even do that until I get a new one for, you know, this, the bigger, the living room, which is like open kitchen area, too. So it's, so you have these. Rollerblade thing? Oh, me? You have that, yeah. No, I don't have rollerblades. Oh, what do you got? Oh, you mean the, uh, okay, I, th- I think you said rollerblades. Yeah, we got the, uh, I think I called it a rollerway. It's really a portable air conditioner. Oh, my friend called it a rollerway. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I, and I misread it. <laughs> he, he says, I have a rollover. I was like, you put ice in your blanket and roll over it? 
<laughs> so what happens to the water? Uh, well, it depends what model you get. I mean, the older ones, unfortunately, just kind of pools up, and you're supposed to drain it, but it doesn't really work right. We've had problems with it. The older one in the bedroom, because that's yeah, a long story, but it's the only one that fits there. We have to have a plastic mat underneath just in case it decides to leak. Wow. So, you know, it's got issues, but it's old. The one out here in the living room, we had to replace it a couple years back, but basically they self-evaporate. It's like a dehumidifier in there or something really? so that it blows out the cold uh, condensation that it makes through the same vent that it's getting rid of all the hot air in the room. So it's really good. And actually... They just turned on the ones in the building the other day, so those are kind of iffy. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, in terms of cooling the place off. So I had that thing on and the other one today, and I'm actually cold right now. <laughs> I turned mine off. Wow. Well, my friend uh, who lives in the General Square area, you know, a condo on the 15th floor. Right. <laughs> they have, you know, like central heating and central AC, and with, and with the, the AC, he still has to put in his own, you know. Right. Because... Fucking four hundred and something thousand dollars for for like why didn't you buy a house? Oh yo, it costs money to repair things here. They take care of it. I'm like, it's it's cold here in the in the, <laughs> in the winter. It's hot in your fucking apartment. It's not really a condo. It's a, a big ass, a nice, very nice apartment, right. spacious. But it's like, no, no, <laughs> yep. no. Yep. The the place across from me was very. Night. It was almost like the uh, the Bates house. <laughs> and uh, they just – there's another place across the way from me, too, that they just abandoned. People abandoned it. You know, right. Just get the fuck out. You know, can't afford it, whatever. And they tore it down. And I was like, oh, why? This is like a really nice-looking house. Mm-hmm. So it took them years, and they built this place. And uh, I thought it was – for sale, but I was wrong. They they were selling, they split into condos. I thought, right? right. So the people on the first floor moved out. It's only been like less than six months. Right. So new people moved in. So I was curious. So I put in the address into Google. I was like, holy shit! Because you have you're looking at the front of something, so you have no idea of the length. Right. It was thirty five hundred a month. Right. Right. And it was gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no this, that, and then it has access to the yard, and they show pictures of the yard, which you can't see from here. And I'm like, where do they think they are? Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> and, and, they, and they still had up photos from the, the second floor, right. which has a roof deck, which is gorgeous. I'm like, not in the middle of this neighborhood. Yeah. No. It's crazy. They, they can actually do stuff like that. They've put in a whole bunch. They're really trying to gentrify this area, so I'm a little concerned. But uh, they put in a whole bunch of buildings downtown and, you know, these like condo, whatever the hell, so luxury apartments. And I got the brochure from one of them. I was like, holy shit, beautiful places. It looked like New York, uh, West Side, like Madonna would live in or something. And they actually have a, like a rooftop pool or some crap. And, wow. you know, inside they got amenities, like they got a gym and they got all kinds of crap going on. They even have the mixed media buildings, whatever they call them, where they have downstairs and you can go to like get coffee shop or, you know, maybe you can even go shopping like a Whole Foods or some crap. Right, right. And people live above this. And the problem is, I was like, wow, this is great. Look at the, <laughs> the amount that they're spending, like four and $5,000 a month. Like, whoa, holy shit. Where's all these rich people coming from? <laughs> so that's the problem. Yeah, it's, it's, well, they're coming from New York, you know, I, 
Well, yeah, because of gentrification there, but if you can afford to live in one of those places, then you probably don't have to leave New York. <laughs> right, right. They're coming from New York, and the Hoboken's maxed out. And yep. pretty soon, well, downtown Jersey City is probably maxed out. Yep. Then you got nobody wants to go to the west side. Right. Uh, <laughs> so now they're hitting what's called the Heights area. Right. You know? But it's spotty. You know, it's like there used to be – how did I know this? Probably because I'm a deviant. When I you know, when I get off the bus, I have to pass a couple suspect avenues right. to get to Better Avenue to get to my street, make a right. It's different from there. And the suspect avenue was New York Avenue. It goes all the way to fuck down. Mm-hmm. And I used to always see, so it'd be about six o'clock, so more noticeable in the summer and spring. Right. And early fall, I used to see all these guys online look like day workers. Right. For this, really run down house. I'm like, that's probably a Latin fast house. <laughs> These guys are working hard and doing construction all day and they got their day pay and it's lying up. You know, <laughs> 30 hours next. You heard of these places, right? <laughs> you ever heard of them? No. no. Oh, yeah. They're called fast houses for like 40 or 60 tops. Right. You get, you get 20 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's, and there's like, there's like, they, they might even give you a can of cheap beer or something and sit down <laughs> inside. Nice. And it's like, uh, what do you call it, lineup, three or four girls. Mm-hmm. From, like, right off the boat to, like, I'm desperate. <laughs> and, you know, they'll do some things, but some things they won't do. Like, you know, they're not going to be your girlfriend. You know, it's... <laughs> and, you know, but, yeah, you know, guys are cheap. They're like, oh, this is $60. Bang, 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 you leave. <laughs> Give them ten dollar tip at least twenty dollars. Come on, you deviant. <laughs> so yeah, I would always see that. And that was a scummy block. I got the implication, and, you know, but I'd never heard of that one before. <laughs> oh no, it's pretty common in the underground. Uh, pretty common, uh, pretty common thing. Uh, yeah, there's guys are like this is so strange. There's no massage table. There's just a bed. Hello. <laughs> Especially in Chinatown, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And then in Koreatown, there's a lot of them. They're all over the place. And and, and there's like some lady who's in charge and, you know, she keeps the people in line. And the madam. <laughs> like Mama-san, they call her. Yeah. Legend has it, before I even moved here, there was a, there was a white cop who everybody knew. They even knew his name. Who the fuck knows who had a spot, and he and people said, oh, I remember, like, what's this? he used to have the best talent, <laughs> nice guy. He just closed up and left, and we don't know what happened to those ladies. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And they were all Asian, like Korean, which is like upscale, you know? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so getting back to the, 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 the Latin fast house, yeah. I, mean, I was giving an idea, like... <laughs> I don't think they're going to build an expensive condo across the street from there. I don't even know if it's still there because yeah. I don't walk down that block anymore. <laughs> I go another way. It's like, I don't want to play with this. Yeah. Anyway, test this audio and then let me know. All right. I'll do that.